Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. You read his incredible work at The Athletic. Tim Graham joining us in the sports bar. And Tim, we know how involved you were in reporting the the, the dismissal of Ron Rakuya. Then we get the story yesterday that PSC is dissolving. We are the first guy we thought of. We wanted to kind of get a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more about what's been going on with the Pagulas and with the Bills and the Sabres. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Tim, appreciate the time. Before we kind of speculate here or try to figure out, all right, what does this mean? Where are they going? Can we start with what this doesn't mean? Is it fair to say that with the announcement that PSC is going away, that does not mean that the Buffalo Sabres are actually for sale here? That's fair, uh, and that's what I've been told, uh, and I've been told that for a number of years. There have been some rumors floating around Western New York for, I don't know, let's say three years that Terry Pagula was looking to sell the Sabres. And every time I tried to poke around about that, I was pretty much laughed at because it's a ridiculous premise in some certain circles. And that wasn't only within the, uh, the Pagula sports and entertainment rest in peace uh, offices. Uh, it would be, you know, look, there are some people you can talk about around the country whose job it is to buy and sell sports franchises for people. They're brokers. And anytime there's a sale that goes on, these, these firms are hired to handle these sales. And they know nothing of the Sabres being for sale. Now, they have people who are clients that want to buy hockey teams. They want to buy football teams. And I would periodically reach out and say, what are you guys hearing about the Sabres? And they would say, nothing. And I got three guys lined up who would put a bid in right now if there was such a thing. So it's not just as though I'm believing whatever Pagula spokesman or Bill spokesman or Sabre spokesman wants to tell me, there are other people outside of the organization who would know, and they know nothing of the Sabres being for sale. Now, with PSC being dissolved, does that open the door or make it easier for somebody to maybe come in and become a minority partner of the Buffalo Sabres? 
Well, sure. Well, the, taking away Pagula Sports and Entertainment does untether the teams a bit, but take a look around uh, at all the other different organizations or uh, owners out there who own multiple teams. They have these umbrella uh, organizations. Thinking about Fenway Sports, which owns the Penguins and the Red Sox, and you know they have these different entities. Some some of them own soccer teams. Uh, the Cronkies, for instance, own a, whatever they own of six things, probably. Um, they have these umbrella organizations, and they can move these things around. I think it is Occam's razor. The simplest solution is is, the, is probably right. And from what I've been told, it was a, super, a superfluous organization, talking about Pagula Sports and Entertainment, that with good intentions and better leadership over the years, could have been much more effective, but it had eroded. We're talking about an organization that when Russ Brandon was fired, I believe there were eight executive vice presidents. There are now, there's now one, and he's not even in the same job he was in before. He's on his way out. He's just helping the, the bills through the stadium, and then he's going to retire. Everybody else has either been fired or retired or um, out uh, out because of medical issues and, and out of, uh, and no longer working for him. So it, it became this type of entity that made things confusing for people who are trying to straddle both the bills and the sabers. Who is my boss? Uh, who does my boss work for? Some people were doing work for the sabers, but answering to somebody at the bills on a, you know, from a month to month basis, it got confusing different human resources departments, uh, and the bills, and I wrote about this uh, a few years ago uh, when I wrote about the toxic environment at PSE um, right around COVID time, uh, the bills were resistant to merging their, their business operations or wanting anything to do with the idea of sharing with the Sabres because it's the National Football League. The, the, Josh Allen was being Josh Allen. They were winning games. They were becoming Super Bowl contenders. And here you had this team downtown that couldn't get its act together, why would the Bills, with all its financial success and, and on-field success, want to have to worry about people coming from the Sabres organization or having to share uh, resources with a team that can't figure it out? And there was just kind of a side-eye glance coming from the Bills uh, the entire time. And I'm not to say that that's the exact reason, but there was just it just didn't work out. I think with better leadership, more continuity among PSC leadership. It could have been a great thing, but um, again, that erosion. And then of course, Kim Pagula's debilitating cardiac arrest last year and her absence, Terry Pagula just decided it was, it was time to move on from it. Tim Graham from the athletic uh, joining us. Uh, Tim, as you wrote in, in your latest article, uh, what does this mean for teams that are not named the bills and the Sabres that are, we're in the PSC family and we're, we're, we're right here in Rochester. And we're just wondering uh, as you report that they're going to report directly to John Roth. Um, is there, should there be cause for concern that now that you're on an island here, the Amherst and the Nighthawks, and one thing I know about minor league sports, it's tough to turn a profit. Should there be a level of concern right now with Rochester sports fans? I don't believe so. And I use the phrase uh, essentially business as usual because they were pretty much reporting to John Roth anyway. He was the COO of Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Now he's just the COO of you know the major properties that Terry has. But each of those teams, 
the Nighthawks, the Amherst, the Buffalo Bandits, they all have their own front offices that they handle their business. And then eventually, or in the final step, they report to John Roth and whatever leadership team is going to be put in place. But mainly, it's going to stay the same. They're not changing out any of the executives or or management uh, within these individual teams. At least that's what I was told yesterday. And uh, so everything as far as these other teams are concerned is business as usual. Tim, does does this help or hurt or do anything to improve the chances that we get renovations at KeyBank? I don't. Well, they're they're in play already, and uh, you know the Buffalo News had a story uh, on it over the weekend. John Morrow had uh, from the Associated Press had reported on it previously. Um, they're putting money into it, and that's another. Um, underscoring element to the team not being for sale. Terry Pagula is paying for these things out of his own pocket. Now, if he's about to sell the team, he wouldn't be sticking his own money into an arena that obviously needs a lot of help. There's some belief out there a new arena would be uh, would be uh, uh, warranted. I, I don't agree with that, and I think the studies just show that it's a fine enough uh, building in terms of the the bones, as they like to call it, uh, the the infrastructure, but they're going to put a new roof on the thing, which can't be cheap. Uh, they're going to put new acoustic paneling and everything in the uh, underneath the roof that goes in there to make it better for concerts and things. They're going to uh, bring the video scoreboard up to NHL standards, and there's some other things that they have planned. I'm sure new seating at some point, but Jerry Pagula is paying for this out of his own pocket, and these. That, those wheels were already in motion uh, before this uh, this PSE stuff. I think that uh, they're independent. Uh, we're talking and to also, Tim. And yeah, I should say sorry. an independent and a good sign. Good sign for Tim Graham, the athletic art guest here in the sports bar. So there is a story from a few weeks ago, and I don't know if this is connected in any way or not, but Tim, what did you make of Ron Rikuya's departure there? That it, it didn't seem like from the outside that it was on good terms. No, it wasn't. And and I reported it out. I don't really think there's anything more behind the scenes. I think in, in terms of these types of departures, when they're stunning as they were, and you can go back to Russ Brandon or hell, if you want to go back to Bill Polian being fired, um, people look for something scandalous. They want it to, you know, what caused this thing? Here was Ron Rakuya with his hard hat and sh- golden shovel at the ceremonial groundbreaking of the stadium just one month earlier. And now he's out. Uh, but really, uh, what my sources told me, and it's what I what I reported at the Athletic and and put out there is, it was simply a case of Terry Pagula didn't like him. Uh, he was Kim's guy. Uh, he was uh, he was her, her right hand man, um, and they'd been together for a long time. They got along well. Um, he was the founder of Ad Pro Sports, which is an apparel company here uh, in the Buffalo area. And Kim and the children actually bought 70% of his company at Pro Sports, which brought Ron Rakuya into the fold as an executive vice president. And then as these other executive vice presidents were whittled down, Ron kept filling the vacuum of leadership with uh, the bills. Uh, anything that was between, anything that wasn't named Pagula, uh, Ron Rakuya had the most influence uh, within that building in terms of business operations. Obviously, football is different, and Ron Rakuya's uh, uh, presence doesn't affect Sean McDermott or Brandon Bean one bit. But 
uh, when it came to the stadium and everything. So that's why it was so shocking. Everybody wanted or, or assumed it was something scandalous. And it was just as simple as Kim's absence forcing Terry to be more involved. I think Terry over the years, he loves his hockey team and he would be thrilled just to have the hockey team. And of course he loves being the owner of the Sabres. Like I think you or I would love owning our fantasy team, you know, the football stuff mm-hmm. that that's fun, but the business, you know, kid, that was Kim. And he, if you needed something, let me know, but everybody else ran the bills. Um, and when Kim was gone and she couldn't be in her role anymore, Terry was forced to come into the, into the office more and do those day-to-day things, or at least be more mindful of them. And then he wanted his people there, not Kim's people there. Mm. So it's, it sounds kind of boring, but uh, best as I can tell, and from all parties involved, uh, there are a lot of talk about Rakuya being punished for cost overruns on the stadium that were coming in. And uh, the way it was explained to me, it was like, no, we don't even know how much the stadium's going to cost yet. Terry just didn't like it. Tim, you mentioned the, the, the kids, and I, I look into the crystal ball and try to timeline out when, when there'll be more. We were just watching Jess Pagula at the U.S. Open a few minutes ago. Is there a timeline here, do you think, at some point where you see the Pagula family get a little bit more involved in the day-to-day operation of, of some of these teams? Well, with the exception of, of Jesse, because she has her own career that she's uh, obviously uh, excelling at. She's uh, getting, seems to be getting better. You know, her career is, is getting more, uh, is thriving more and more uh, instead of vice versa at this age with, uh, with tennis players usually. Um, so she's committed to that. But I think the other kids are already getting more involved, including uh, uh, from Terry's first marriage. And now, is there a succession plan? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but um, it's a different dynamic without Kim's involvement. You know, her, she was a hard charging, hardworking person. She handled a lot. She took a lot off of Terry's plate so that he didn't have to worry about it. And so now every, everything's being rethought now. Um, so any plans, you know, I recall Terry Pagula when he bought the bills uh, in the, in the, uh, in the field house, walking on the stage and talking about how we bought a football team and how proud he was. He was getting choked up and said that these are, these teams are going to be given to his children someday that it was part we, which for a bills fan should be a relief because that was always the problem with Ralph's, um, situation. You knew it was going to be sold upon his passing. And that's why everybody was nervous that they were going to become the Los Angeles or the Toronto or the London bills. But Terry Pagula saying that, that these were, these were going to be his kids someday is a, is a relief. And this stadium that's here that obviously uh, for the next 30 years, but things change and Kim's involvement. I don't know. Um, But I would say that um, it's still very early in that stage or in that phase. I don't think they are contemplating anything unusual, only that it's not what they thought it was going to be in the beginning. I remember uh, with Ralph Wilson, there was an executive, Jeff Lippman. He was the money guy, and sometimes like he had to be the bad cop or whatever. And I, I'm just wondering in that role right now, John Roth has a lot of power here now across the Bills and the Sabres. What do we know about John Roth, the man, and, and, and his role here in all this here, Tim? Well, we're still learning. Uh, best I can tell is uh, he's uh, 
not best I can tell, I should say best I know, is that he has spent his, his career in, in uh, investing and, and managing portfolios at a very high level. Um, and he was handling some of Terry Pagula's business uh, dealings. Terry Pagula came to trust him, and this is a long relationship. It's not as though he just met the guy, because uh, I think there might be some fans out there thinking that some, sounds like something Terry would do. Uh, just meet the guy and be like, here, take over my team. Um, because he is a pretty whimsical owner when it comes to a lot of his moves uh, with, with general managers and coaches and whatnot. But uh, So they go back a long way. And I think because of, again, Kim's absence, Terry was taking a harder look at, at things and uh, wanted to bring in the guy he trusted most, especially from a financial standpoint. So he has no sports background. Um, he, is, he is all business. He is all, you know, acquisitions and, uh, like I said, managing, managing the money. And uh, so with a stadium about to be built and a hockey team that might be on the verge of making money for the first time in yeah. a decade plus, um, he might be just the guy for the job. I, but I'll be honest, I don't know. Tim, we've spent all of our time talking about the business side of the Bills and the Sabres. We haven't talked at all about the Bills in the preseason. We had a chance to hang out a little bit at training camp and wanted to get your thoughts on how you thought the Bills looked this preseason. And if there's anything heading into week one that has you concerned about this team. No, I mean, the preseason is the preseason. Uh, you know, those Super Bowl Bills teams, I don't think they won a single preseason game in those four years. Then I see the stat, something like they went 0-16 or something like that. Something ridiculous. Sure. Um, but... Uh, I think it was important for Josh Allen and the offense to have that drive that they did uh, at the start of the game in Chicago. And a lot of people said they were stunned or surprised or perplexed that Sean McDermott would go with his starters for that game. But I think it was necessary for peace of mind. And Josh Allen, being the competitor that he is, didn't want to go into the regular season, especially since we have a lull here. We have a, we have a couple of weeks until the first game not having had some success with that offense, not having punched one in. And uh, just the way that uh, they were able to do that emphatically, and then they were out of the game, of course. Um, I I think that that was important. And also a clean drive uh, because of the penalties. Now, so that has been, I think, my biggest concern uh, in watching the team this this preseason are the, uh, the sloppiness, the lack of discipline, which is very uncharacteristic of a Sean McDermott team. But um, I, I think that those are things that have a tendency to um, clean themselves up. I, I, don't, I don't think that this is a team that is prone to this type of thing because it's all the same guys. There are very few changes. Um, it's a team that has experienced success, a team full of guys who've gone to the Pro Bowl and been there and gone deep into the playoffs. And, yeah, I don't see this as a, as a team that won't be able to figure out things like pre-snap penalties or missed assignments. I think that I think they're going to be okay. And I think they're going to be one of the great teams in the league this year. Tim Graham, our guest, uh, Tim, last one for me. And I, I'm skipping ahead here to the end because I'm just wondering, this is a bills team. That's had some spectacular losses. I mean, you can go back to the overtime one in Houston, certainly uh, last year, certainly 13 seconds loaded question. But what is it going to take when we get to that point of the season? How are the Bills going to get over that hump, do you think? I hate to uh, answer in such a way because you want me to say something very specific on a personnel thing or schematics or whatever. Sometimes you just got to get lucky. 
And I know that that sounds, you know, Ralph Wilson used to say that, and I used to roll my eyes. Uh, but uh, true, that bro, was yeah. also when he was, uh, you know, going with Trent Edwards and uh, and and uh, Kelly Holcomb as his quarterback. I said, well, you might need a little more than luck. But when you get great, you do need a bounce or two. And you take a look at, you know, from a mathematical standpoint, I, I fall back on this a lot uh, just to kind of drive the point home. The Bills were the priests or the uh, – uh, the favorite, the Super Bowl favorites to start the season last year, yeah. and into I don't know week eight, I think it was. Whenever I think Josh Allen's uh, elbow injury kind of knocked him down into second or third, but they were the preseason favorites. Mathematically speaking, that gave them, according to different analytics, the ESPN Football Percentage Index, all that stuff, between a ten and thirteen percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. So, being great is not even close to being enough. You have to catch breaks. You have to get the right seed. You want to get the right uh, draw in terms of the tournament uh, once it starts. You can't have a player die on the field uh, in week 17. Uh, You can't uh, have to be forced to go through um, winter storms that force you to play three road games in 12 days and win them all, by the way. Your your owner uh, have a at the time, or at least for us, was a mysterious illness and be out of there, uh, out of the, out of the picture. And Matt Ariza and Dawson Knox's brother, and I mean, we can go on the, the the shooting, the stuff that was happening off the field, the tragedies that were happening around Western New York. Um, I mean, look, I mean, things bad things happen to a community, to a team, but also good things can happen too, where you catch a break and uh, you, you obviously need more of the latter uh, to help pull you through. Tim, absolutely fantastic catching up with you. Thank you for all the insight, the knowledge. We appreciate the work you're doing at The Athletic. We'll be checking it out. Any deals at The Athletic right now that our audience needs to know about? Oh, geez. We always have them, uh, which means I don't know. (laughs) I I can't pull one off the top of my head, but I think we do have what we're calling an end of summer sale. But I, and I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I don't want to misquote it, but okay. if you want to do me a solid, dear listeners out there in Rochester, if you click at the end of one of my stories where it asks you to keep subscribing, if you are to, if you want to keep reading to subscribe, I get credit for that. Now, I don't get paid for it, but I get credit for it. So get to the bottom of my story and subscribe That's, and uh, yeah. you'll get, you'll get the deal. That, uh, that's good advice. Tim, appreciate you and we'll see you out of the stadium. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. I always enjoy it. You got it. Tim Graham, doing unbelievable work at The Athletic, uh, covering the Buffalo Bills and giving us a little bit of insight behind the business elements of the Bills and the Sabres. Just don't like them. That, that, that's the easiest explanation. It's totally plausible, sure. right? Like uh, Terry Pagula had to deal with this guy for how many years? All right, how long do I have to deal with him until I uh, can get rid of him? All right, the uh, shovel, groundbreaking ceremony, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's a quiet summer day. Okay, you're gone. <laughs> God. I mean, sure, of course, it's plausible. I mean, didn't do anything really for cause. Just don't like you. Bye. You can't terminate the guy for cause. Just don't like you. Okay, fine. All he did was set a record for public funding for an NFL stadium from a state. That's all he did. Yeah, but I don't like you. Get out of here. Hit the bricks, pal. Well, the question that I'm sure Tim did, why doesn't, didn't he like him? Yeah. Well, I mean, you think he yeah. kind of explained it. Like, he was Kim's guy. Yeah. Like, Kim had him as a right hand, and Terry didn't like him. Okay. 
Uh, interesting stuff there from Tim Graham. And if you came in late, uh, Odyssey Rewind inside the free to download Odyssey app is a great little resource for you. You can go back and listen to any part of the show that you may have missed for the next 72 hours. We'll get you some news and notes from around the NFL as it's cut down day. Uh, teams have uh, trimmed their rosters down to 53 across the NFL. We'll give you some of the highlights of that next with NFL appetizers in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.